Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast. We are your co-hosts, Lady J and T and T and T. How are you, T? I'm great. I, I before I ask you, I just hope one day someone records our intro, just watching us do our little jig. I know you say someone like we'd have to do it. I know. <laughs> like, I know. There's no one else in the room. I know. There's no one that like you know wants to sit through and watch us gab. <laughs> we need a producer who can like do all the behind the scenes stuff for us. I know, and we can pretend it's not there. Yeah, exactly. Like mm. all candid and shit. Yeah, yeah. we can pretend. <laughs> but how are you, Lady J? I'm good. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm feeling good. My throat is a little raw, so bear with me, listeners. Yeah, be you know, just sh- like if I if I sound like I'm giving you bedroom voice, I am. <laughs> You're in for a treat. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I am ready to get into Seven Eleven. <laughs> just sounds so funny. I know. <laughs> and of course, when I hear Seven Eleven, I just think of salt and pepper. Why well, salt and pepper? Excuse me. Why? Uh, what a man. They talk about 7-Eleven in Yeah, that he's song? got me open like 7-Eleven. Oh, shit. Yep. Like yes, all night? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what she's trying to say. With shitty food? <laughs> well, you know, he's got me open like 7-Eleven. Yeah, it's me. That he's always choosing. Mm, yeah. I, I would go more into it but like you I know wish, i wish i knew any more of that song like, oh, I, don't, man. I know the song but i don't know any of the words dude the lyrics are so fun to actually like read and just yeah try to get it down yeah They're fun. Yeah, yeah yeah that's true of a lot of songs from that time period yeah. like where we just kind of like didn't really think too hard about it you know and then it's like the minute you have a little bit of perspective on it you're like what the fuck how did i know the lyrics to this song (laughs) you're like i know i was a kid how did my mom think that this was okay or my dad (laughs) but then again it's like if it was on the radio it was fair game you know i know that's true there was no sense of censorship or like or like only let your kids listen to kids bop or whatever the fuck like but i also think that I'm sure like back in the day, like there were, of course, a lot of music with a lot of cursing. But I think what was so great about 80s and 90s, they know how to talk about whatever it is, but not being explicit. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to play on with the words. Yeah. Like they were all, great all at innuendo that. and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a podcast called Punch Up the Jam. I recommend it. Listeners, if you need a new podcast to listen to um, only after you've listened to ours, though. OK. Yeah. Um that they take a song and then they sort of like sort of rip apart the lyrics and then they punch it up. So they recently did Ludacris's, um, what was like his first big hit, like way back, whatever the fuck. Oh God, that's a problem. There's, I don't, I there's don't know. many, I can't think of what it was called now, but anyway, and it's like the things that Ludacris is talking about. Like, I mean, it's like so like explicit without being graphic you know like yeah. it's so crazy like he's talking about like eating this chick out and like 69ing and like on the floor and whatever and it's just like this like catchy little tune like yeah. you know it's like okay dude whatever i like that like i like that they're like i'm gonna be as raunchy as fuck mm-hmm. to the point where you can't bleep me out of the radio exactly. because i'm not using any curse words exactly. like you gotta appreciate that yeah shit. it's like it's an art yeah <laughs> it's a legit talent you did a good job at being cheeky (laughs) and winky yeah if only someone can see that but yeah um okay so 
Shall we get into it? Yes. Let's get into it. Um, So this is episode 711, Mm -hmm. titled Sunday. Yep. Pretty straightforward. No uh, nuance to that title. (laughs) Uh, The Amazon Prime spoilie is Simon and Cecilia tell her father they are considering having sex. Which is hilarious because what they're talking about here is the one thing we don't see happen in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like we see we a lot see of things, co- but we never see the actual conversation yeah, of we them just telling see, her father. We just see the reaction. That reaction and then the fo- and then the the, the the following like two minute weird ro- montage of running run? of weird. What the fuck was that shit? I still don't understand Roxanne's run. I... I don't remember it but i don't i don't think anyone's runs made sense like yeah because i think at some point doesn't um doesn't ruthie run or peter runs or someone runs they both run away from their volcano right yeah and then simon's running away from cecilia's father it's just it was a lot of running out of nowhere and i'm like what is this a montage like what are we doing they were trying to be funny but again still like okay with Ruthie and Peter saying run mm-hmm. to the volcano exploding their their project. Okay, that's kind of funny. Maybe. Sure. And that's over, you know, that's me stretching it. But with Roxanne telling Chandler oh, to at run, the tr- church. That's right. Okay, yeah. we'll get there. But I we'll still don't understand there. the run. Like, well, cuz it's like, uh-oh, we've been made or whatever, we've been caught. Yeah, but still we'll talk about it. I'm over it. We'll get into it. Okay. So the DVD description for this episode is Lucy gets mad when Chandler shows interest in Roxanne until she's asked to give the Sunday evening sermon. Simon and Cecilia consider having sex. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack in this episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's quite a bit of storylines happening and um, they're all a little disconnected from each other. Yeah. So... We'll just tackle them the way we tackle everything, one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so right at the gate, Ben is not in this episode. So yeah. whatever happened that led him to like come back to Glen Oak for that one week or whatever, um, that's not the case anymore. No, he just got a girl's number and he left. Yeah. Also, if I'm not mistaken, this is the jump. So we're in 2003 now yeah so they they did a a thanksgiving episode and then they jumped right into january like after the holidays whatever i mean they didn't do a thanksgiving episode but that episode was around thanksgiving whatever so we've we're officially in 03 now i like how they're they introduce holidays but like they don't do anything about the holiday slip it in like oh it's thanksgiving yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) or like or in this episode um roxanne just slips in that her new year's resolution was to go to church more or whatever like okay (laughs) whatever dude (laughs) sure so they're all at church and chandler's giving the sermon and roxanne shows up and like joins them in their front row pew and lucy's like staring daggers at her and i'm like again with this shit they just had a conversation but one episode ago where where lucy's like it's gonna get better i promise i'm gonna make an effort and she's not doing it again and i'm like i'm so over it like Mm -hmm. i'm so over the drama between these two women like i can't Um, really it's just annoying that like as a female writer 
It's not even the cattiness about females or whatever that bugs me. It's just that it's like, can we just move forward but, already? But that's like, again, like you're a female writer. What are you doing? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying it's like, I'm not even, that's not even my foremost concern. You mentioned you got over this in the last episode or you're saying that you're going to try to make things better. Things are going to get better. And then you went on a two-month hiatus. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if as a show, right, from a, from a meta perspective, yeah. you came back and things are better and normal and so that Lucy and Kevin's per- fucking relationship could progress? Yes. Like, no, instead we're fucking rehashing the same bullshit. Yeah. As, it, as so Roxanne's resolution is to go to church, can Lucy's resolution to not be a bitch? It, well, it's... Oh, my God. It's just... It's everything. I just... Oh... We also casually get slipped that, like, um, Kevin has not yet proposed to Lucy. Oh, dude. Which, like, Are you upset that I didn't uh, propose to you which, over Christmas? If the show dared to not show us the yeah. engagement, I would... I would have thrown the pen down and like never watch this show. Again. I know, I know. Like I was like, after all of this buildup, like you better fucking wait till you're back on the air to show me this fucking engagement. Anyway. And, so. and that was the only thing that you see Lucy being mature about. Like, no, no, no. You should just ask me when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. In no, the same, oh, like in the same breath. breath as, yeah. They better not get engaged before us. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> So so Chandler and Roxanne are like making googly eyes at each other the whole time while he's like up, you know, while, or while the choir is singing or yeah. whatever. And he's like sitting there in his throne. Beep, like, beep. yeah, they're totally like, like staring daggers at each other. And then so the sermon ends. And I noticed, I don't know if you did, that like Eric, when he was there, would do his receiving line outside. Yeah. Like as people were leaving, he'd be at the door and like shake hands and, mm-hmm. you know, hi, how are you? Whatever. Chandler's doing that inside, Side. like at the altar. So like people have to go to the front of the church to say hi to him yeah. and then exit. It, yeah. which is really stupid and awkward but i guess they couldn't get a good exterior shot that day or something so they Probably. had to do it inside maybe it was like raining or something who knows so which it could never rain in glen oak no <laughs> how dare you yeah <laughs> um so so anyway so he's doing his receiving line inside and roxanne goes up to him and she's like that was a great sermon like you know whatever and um and he's like, thank you, whatever. And then these like three little teenage gaggle of geese show up and they're like, oh my God, hi, whatever. And they're being so awko. And then they like look at Roxanne like, are you waiting? Like, <laughs> who this bitch? And Roxanne's like, oh, I actually have some questions about the sermon. Like if, you know, can we go somewhere private and talk, whatever. Totally just like laying it on thick. Yep. And she sucks at flirting, but he's into it. So it, yeah. so she's getting away with it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so terrible. Like her game is not strong at it's all. It's very interesting. Her, her choice of outfit. By what was way. she wearing? I, I don't can't know. Remember. She just looked like she was wearing a peasant outfit. But they all were. Did you notice Lucy's poncho thing? Like that was totally the style back then. Remember, everyone was uh, doing like boho chic. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly like what the Roxanne. long sort of skirts with like an extra shawl wrapped around your waist or mm-hmm. whatever, and like like um like bangle jewelry yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. Like everything was like sort of very like bohemian. Her and, like, hair was down and wavy. Mm-hmm. Her bangs were put like pulled back Mm -hmm. yeah no she looked pretty cute 
And so then Chandler's like, oh, yeah, we can we can go talk in the office. And she's like, oh, I, I was thinking maybe somewhere other than Reverend Camden's office or whatever. Yeah. Like some basically some like sorry ass excuse to like get him go to out. go out with her like on a date or whatever. And then she doubles down on it. She's like, oh, like, I know I know we're not a couple, but like it, I would just love to like have my hand held and whatever, like a real couple. Like, what are you saying? You yeah. cra- She comes off like such a crazy person yeah, she's ha- did she mention how like she gets jealous of seeing everybody at the promenade yeah hands she goes like she that? goes like we can go to the promenade and it's like i always get jealous of all the couples holding hands and strolling it's like could we just do that even though we're not a couple like who says that to someone do you mind holding my hand even though we're not a couple so i can feel like i am in one <laughs> it's like what i should try that line <laughs> I swear, maybe we've been doing it wrong all along, T. I, <laughs> like, maybe that's the kind of game we need to bring to the table. <laughs> oh my just God. Hold my hand, just try it. <laughs> Come on, I feel really jealous of all these couples. <laughs> you might like it. Like, any sane guy would fucking run for the hills if you said something mm, like that. Right? But he's into her, so she's getting away with it. Because she's like, yeah, I'll hold... Because he's all, yeah, I'll hold your hand, bitch. Like... Dude. <laughs> so then... And so then they go on their little date or whatever, and they're ordering at some little kiosk. And she's like, do you guys have a salad? And they're like, no. And she goes, okay, I'll get a burger with fries and a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> And then and then she admits to what she was doing. She's like she's like I have to admit I knew they didn't have a salad. <laughs> what? I don't know. She's like so awkward. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Seriously, how do people eat on on like a first date? Oh god, <laughs> not a burger, that's for damn sure. It's just like I don't even like eating burgers in, in life, like yeah. in front of people. <laughs> like I just don't know how people like can eat on a first date. I'd just be too nervous. I know. That's why I'm like, if someone says like first date, dinner date, fuck that shit. I had a first date where it was a guy. So I knew this guy, but he and I had like not seen or talked to each other in years. And then he sort of like reached out to me out of the blue and was like, oh, like, you know, we should hang out or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm down to hang out. And like, we had had like a little thing prior, but like, I, that, that's not how I understood this invitation to be. Like, yeah. I was just like, let's hang out. That's fine. So we like set the date. And then that day he calls me and he's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. All, all you need to do is go and pick up a chicken from Trader Joe's and I'm going to come over and we'll cook dinner together. And I'm like... Hold the fuck up, dude. (laughs) Like, like, what kind of psychopath decides on your first, I guess for him it was a date, like, like, not only are we going to have dinner, like, I'm going to come over to your house and cook. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was literally like flabbergasted and I was like, what? Like, you have to give me more warning. Like, what? And he was sort of like, I don't want to say pushy about it because it wasn't. It wasn't like weird. It wasn't like it wasn't like a negative thing. It was just like, what? But like, luckily, like I kind of was able to make it work in my head. So I was like, okay, it's not the worst idea in the world. And so we did that. But like in in retrospect and or like hindsight or whatever, like that's an insane move. Yeah. Like what? Like that's the balls on that guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. who are you? <laughs> like, 
I haven't seen or talked to you in years. I know. We're going to like reintroduce each like ourselves to each other at your house while I'm cooking you dinner. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I think my first instinct would be like, run, I, not was, in a bad way. It, like, and, in- and it was like, and like, I had this like anxiety about it, but then I was just like, he kind of sort of like wouldn't take no for an answer. So I had to like scramble and like get my head straight to like come up with, with how it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. so I kind of like got over it or whatever, but like insane move, yeah. like so not the right move for any first date like do not do that guys if you're listening like do not just throw yourselves into someone's kitchen like on your first date oh my yeah, god no. I'm like you needless need to cook, say, I won't be there needless to say that relationship didn't last <laughs> uh, imagine he's listening to this right now <laughs> like because he knows who he is <laughs> okay I did do that <laughs> No, but he needs to hear it. Insane move. <laughs> Do not. Um, anyway, so so they're on their little like Ako Taco date and they start talking. I mean, the level of conversation these two are having is just like they they sound the way that they're relating to each other is like is like a super prudish like conservative couple that has been dating for 10 years. <laughs> like you get what I'm saying? It's like like they're having like like kind of like adventurous conversation yeah. but in a super like yeah. like weird like PG mm-hmm. they don't want to use the right words way. Yeah. Was there anything in the 10 commandments about not having sex before marriage? Uh, not in the 10 commandments. But uh, throughout history, there have been laws or customs regarding women not having sex before marriage, which were and and possibly still are for the protection and empowerment of women. Maybe we should talk about this when we get to know each other a little better. I I don't get nervous talking about sex with people during uh, counseling, but I'm having a tough time expressing myself. I'm not sure where that last question was going. Maybe I wasn't specific enough. Do you believe in sex before marriage? Do I believe in sex before marriage? Uh, I believe it happens. Yes. Come on, that's not what I'm asking. Uh, You know, I really am just like any other man. You... I'm not like any other man I've ever met. There's so much to unpack here. I know. First and foremost, I'm sorry, honey. What the fuck are you talking about for the protection and empowerment of women? Do you mean the subjugation and the shaming of women, perhaps? Maybe maybe you just got your vocabulary confused there for a second. Mm -hmm. In what way is sexual repression empowering and protecting women? Like... My head exploded when he said that. Like, thank you. Um, like, the arguments are coming into my brain so fast, I can't even articulate them properly because, like, I'm just like rapid firing them in my head right now. I know like, there's there's so many. Like, I I want to be st- stupid angry, like, and ugh. say stupid things. Not ugh. stupid. Just I want like. N- <laughs> 
throw me in a ring. Like, seriously, this is my wish right now. Throw me in a ring, gloves off, for for a debate. I'm not trying to get fisticuffs with someone, but I'm saying, like... That'd be kind of fun. Come at me. Best... Pick your best guy, religious folk, okay? Or whoever the fuck, conservative, like, prude fucks, okay? Pick your best guy and come at me with all of your perfectly laid out arguments of how waiting to have sex before marriage protects and empowers women. Lay them all out for me, honey, because I can knock you down one by one by one. Like, there is no way in hell you're trying to tell me that that me feeling like I can't have sex whenever I want to have sex empowers me. Exactly. <laughs> like, or protect. Protection is even more condescending and patronizing mm-hmm. and like so patri-fucking-archal that I can't even handle it. Like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Secondly, though, in this fucking conversation, Roxanne just... Go for that D if that's what you want. Like, yeah. what are you trying to like beat around the bush? <laughs> like, and Chandler, I am a man. Uh, I believe it happens. Yes. Like, if if you're just like any other guy, then talk like one. How about? Yeah, I'm like any other man. So you did it, <laughs> right? That's what I want to know. So you did it. I'm like, I'm assuming oh, you went baby. to seminary school to like go against your parents, but you didn't think that you're gonna follow through. And I'm sure you fucked I, around. I bet he fucked around before he went to seminary exactly. school. I so bet he did. Oh, I believe it. And then they're and then they're all let's get out of here. Cut to they walk into church. I'm not I'm not trying to skip ahead, but like when they walk back into church, it's our show. you can do what you want. They're when they walk back into church, the disarray. I'm like. Did they just fuck in the car? Like, I mean, it's not just the hair. It's like the clothes are unbuttoned. Her shirt's hanging out. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Did they fucking bone in the car? Outside of church? (laughs) I don't know where, but like, clearly not. I mean, like, oh, my God. Right. Yeah. It totally did not just look like make out situation. He he looked very um, disheveled and her hair was all like up in a shambles and shit so funny oh my god they totally boned i want to believe they did but there's no fucking way they that they did and it wasn't addressed exactly (laughs) exactly um so meanwhile so cut back to right at the church when chandler's doing his receiving line and roxanne goes up to him whatever lucy and kevin are like standing in the aisle like watching this happen and lucy is like fucking not having it. And she is, oh God, she is so obnoxious. I know. I left something in my dad's office. Your pride? (laughs) (laughs) Leave them alone. It's none of your business. It's none of my business. She's been dancing around this guy since he got here. Let her see if she's even interested in him. She probably won't even like him. And if she does? Then she does. All I can tell you is, they better not get married before we do. And then she just like storms off, like storms off, leaving Kevin to just look after her. And he even kind of like smiles. And I'm sitting here. I'm left here with this image of Kevin looking at like staring after Lucy as she storms off. And I'm like, why does he put up with this shit? I don't know why he loves this crazy woman as he she's like her. they are not getting it and like leaves like and he's just like <laughs> bemused <laughs> like what 
I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. If I were him, I'd be like, you know what? You're not worth this insanity, dude. Who are you? I mean, I agree, but. And what is he so in love with? What have we seen her give to him? Not, and I don't mean like token wise. I mean like, like what is this relationship? Like what is their, what is his love and infatuation even based on? I, yeah, we don't. Her looks? Yeah, like, I know. what? But I will say, in this episode, the one moment that I think I really enjoyed was when we when we see Lucy in church mm-hmm. and Kevin is sitting in the pew and like she's sitting up, you know, close to the pulpit, whatever. Mm-hmm. That like the, the adoration with yeah. which he's looking at her. And just that conversation of how they're so far apart, but like they're really talking. Mm-hmm. I don't see that enough. I don't see enough of that. We've, that was the first time we've seen exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and just to see how that chemistry between them, just like talking and sharing, doesn't matter if you agree with it or not, whatever. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. That was the only and, moment that I was like, yeah, that's real. And that's a relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how you show a relationship. Yeah. Like we've seen none of that I know. since we've met Kevin. I know. I know, because all we're seeing is Kevin put out the fires when it comes to Lucy. Or or more even than that is just like Lucy's insane jealousy. Yeah. Like, And it's like, first of all, where is this coming from? Show us the cracks in the relationship between her and Kevin. Instead, this jealousy comes out of nowhere. It's completely yeah. misplaced because as far as we know, the audience, all Kevin does is love Lucy. And, yeah. and, and, and even that is like, un, like, for what the fuck reason? Because we've seen nothing between the two of them. I don't know. It's too it's much. It's very frustrating to watch this because I, I had it up to here. Like when I saw Kevin just like smiling, looking after Lucy storming off, I'm like, dude, Kevin, get your head out of your ass. What are you smiling about? Yeah. Like she's acting like a child. Why are you putting up with this? It's very like, ugh. Like, and why should anybody put up with shit like this? Exactly. And in fact, and you would think, you would think that her obnoxious, jealous behavior, whatever, might have been been put in check when she saw him kiss Roxanne mm-hmm. like like a wake up call or whatever but no it just hasn't changed anything she's still soups jealous she's still like now and now she's putting that jealousy towards Chandler too like like now she's making it about like Roxanne and Chandler like ooh why, who do they think they are why are they together it's like why do you care why do you give two shits about Roxanne dude yeah, just focus, put all your focus on your relationship and let that grow and blossom. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. No, all so, she can think about is, they better not get married before we do. Right. Such a stupid thing to say. What a stupid thing to it's say. It's an ugly thing to say. Yes. Yes. It's like, that's not a good color on anybody. No. And Kevin, you should just be like, okay, now you annoy. Like, mm, see, I that's would what I'm to, saying. It's yeah. like the line has been crossed. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, meanwhile, Eric is not at church. <laughs> like for the first yeah, time dude. in the history of the show, it's a Sunday. We're at church and Eric is not there. Yeah, because everything that we've seen is everything outside of Sunday. Exactly. It's a weekday or a Saturday. Exactly. Or a Sunday. So what's he doing? He's rigged the twins <laughs> to respond to visual cues to make them look like they're sick. Yep. And then, and then that, so then he could be like, I, I'm staying home with the twins. They're sick, whatever. And when Annie comes home, 
he hasn't cooked any meals like like he was supposed to. He's done nothing but like just like dick around all day yeah. or whatever. And Annie's like, okay, but like, dude, yeah. <laughs> like get your shit together. Meanwhile, Peter Petrowski shows up. I'm so happy he's back. Like <gasps> my heart soared. He shows up while everyone's still at church and Eric's like chilling with the twins. And he's like, hey, what's up? Like yeah. Peter, so he just like walks in like, like all chill. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be here, but now that you are, I can stay, can't I? My mom's out avoiding my dad all day. Well, the boys have cold. Have too. <laughs> Good trick. So why are you home? I'm watching Sam and David. Mrs. Camden really thinks they're sick? Yeah. I doubt it. Come on, I thought you were a minister. Why aren't you at church? Why aren't you at church? We don't go to church. Well, maybe you should. Well, maybe you should. maybe you should i love how peter's like i didn't think you guys would be home then why did you come yeah (laughs) like were you you just gonna let yourself in (laughs) i'm just a gambling kind of little guy (gasps) i decided to test my luck he's such a little shit i love him so much why aren't you at church shouldn't you yeah (laughs) i like that he just doesn't care like he has nothing to lose with these people so he's just like off the like off the cuff like whatever it's really great he's probably thinking they insulted my mom so i can do this shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah right oh man so okay so now church is over roxanne and chandler are on their date lucy and kevin are not doing anything because lucy's being a bitch (laughs) um Meanwhile, Simon and Cecilia, they've hit the promenade, of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> the promenade has a bookstore, a movie theater, a club, a pharmacy, a jewelry store, pizza, and mm-hmm. my mi- coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And what else am I missing? A couple little kiosks where you can get burgers and milkshakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's got it all. Yeah, it's got it all. It's, it's a regular Stefan bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Glenock's hottest place is the promenade. (laughs) Um, So they are walking and talking and their conversation like out of nowhere fucking takes a turn and Simon's like, okay, but like is now really the right time to tell them? And Cecilia's like, we've talked about this. Yes, it is because we need to do that before we do it so that like it's not like we're sneaking around or whatever. And then Simon's like, okay, run it past me one more time. So then, then we hear their sex plan. And, and just run this past me again. Why do we think they're going to understand? Our grades are very good. We both work and have savings. We've both seen the school counselor. And remember, it was a school counselor who told us to go to our parents. We've read the pamphlets. We watched the movie. We, we've talked to each other for endless hours about the, the pros and cons. I think we both agree that there are more pros and cons. Yep. I know we should be prepared for resistance, but I also feel that we're old enough to make the right decision. And that if we're honest, our parents will respect our decision. Right? Right. And, and ultimately, the, the decision is up to us. We don't want to sneak around or anything childish like that. We don't want to wait for a prom or something ridiculous like that. We're mature adults. Mature adults who are in love with each other. So what's next? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget, they both work and have a savings. Yeah. Clearly, they're ready to have sex. <laughs> like, I mean, what 
the fuck is happening on this show, T? I, uh, T. <laughs> I have no answer for you. What the fuck? I'm just so glad I don't watch this in my teens. What kind of 16-year-olds are like, let's not, let's let's be ready to have sex. Let's prepare. Let's go to the pharmacy right now and get condoms and like know that we've seen the movie. We've talked about it. We know the pros and cons. We're not going to do that prom bullshit. We also have a savings. But let's ask our parents first. Yeah. (laughs) What? We don't want to sneak around. What the fuck? counselor thought that's a good idea and the, the fact that the well she, the counselor did it the counselor said go to your parents that's Clearly, what i'm saying yeah. the counselor told them to do this to have their to have a fucking powerpoint presentation ready for why they should be allowed to have sex well you know what good job counselor because you know the counselor because then they're gonna talk you out of it yeah you know, besides talk you out of it they don't want to be like um okay you guys sound like you guys know what you're doing yeah yeah none of that shit they're well, just like no we're gonna save our ass go talk to your parents so that they can school you first First of all, the counselor should have given them condoms. Let's be real. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's Glen Oak. Do they have condoms at their school? I, I don't know. know. I you can't imagine. Yeah, right. Okay, fine. Let's let's assume it's an abstinence-only education, whatever. But the counselor should have just shut it down if that's what she wanted to do. That's true. Or he. We don't know what the counselor okay, is. Okay, yeah, I'm gender. I'm assuming gender. But like, the counselor should have just shut it down. Should have said, you guys are too young. I can't tell you what. I can't. I can't tell you that this is a good idea. And if you want to hear more about it, talk to your parents or like whatever. But it's like, don't be like, come up with a PowerPoint presentation of why you think it's the good time and then go talk to your parents. Like, what? So funny. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, you know how Emma Stone's story of like coming to Hollywood is like she made a PowerPoint presentation to prove to her parents like why it's the right thing for her to do that. I, that that's what I was thinking of the whole yeah. time as they're talking. I'm like, slide one, we work. Slide two, look how much money we've saved. <laughs> slide three, prom limo X's on both. <laughs> like, <laughs> slide four, we get great grades. Like, oh we're god. so good. Oh god, the Our grades. Our GPA is we, like we can have sex, you guys, because we're A plus students. Yeah. <laughs> Sex will what? not cloud our minds. We will do our work. It's almost it's almost as bad as Matt and Sarah's thing being like that that if they can get married now, they can start having sex and so that so that they're not like worried about it while they're in college. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, dude. It's almost as bad as that. <laughs> Got married in Did I say Matt and Sarah? Did I get those names right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, dude, these two are fucking hilarious. So then cut to they're sitting down. And that's the other thing is it's like it just comes out of nowhere. One minute we're watching something else happen and then cut to some guy we've never seen before looking in various angles at Simon and Cecilia. And we're like, oh, what? Oh, I guess they just told him. So now he's getting up and then there and then everyone's running. Yeah. <laughs> like, All what? you see is Cecilia looking at Simon saying, run. <laughs> Um, we need to talk a little bit about Ruthie. So she's feeling a little overwhelmed by homework. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Sunday and she's done none of it. And she has, by her account, eight hours of homework to do. Yeah. Which How do you quantify homework like that? I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway. But I loved what she said to Lucy. Help or go away. Yeah. Because <laughs> because Lucy wants to go quote unquote take a walk and like stalk Chandler and Roxanne, yeah. 
um, and the promenade. And Ruthie's like, no, no, either leave or whatever. So, so then Peter's there and he wants to hang out. And she's like, I got homework to do, whatever. And he's like, and she goes, well, unless you help me and then we can both have a Sunday or whatever. And then he makes up some bullshit about like how it wouldn't be fair to those people who did their own homework. And I'm like, she didn't ask you to do it for her. She just said, help me. If you're going to be here anyway, you might as well help her. Like whatever, you know? And then he feels bad. So then he's like, he's like, I'll help you with the volcano that she has to make. So she's made this papier mache volcano. And, um, and then, it's it's about to like explode so that's that's their run moment whatever and then it does explode and then ruthie's left like looking at her sad ass volcano that's like completely erupted at the top and like non-functional that shit was fun did you ever have to make a volcano in school yeah i never did that you didn't do that i've never made a volcano what Mm-mm. Ah, God. I'm I can't. To- I, I, know we, I know I did some sort of paper mache project, but I don't know what it was. But I know it wasn't a volcano. I, I remember making a volcano. That's fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. And to you see made it explode? Yeah. Using what? Soda and Mentos? Mm, well, no, not Mentos. Uh, not ba- It's baking soda and something else. Water? Mm, it's not even water. It's, was it soda? It's a, or was it mineral water? Something like that. It's something mm. to, to make it foam. F- fuzzy. Fizzy. Yeah. And so it was It was fun. That it was fun. so cool just to see that happen. Yeah, because it's not supposed to erupt. It's just supposed to like sort of boil over, right? Like it yeah. bubbles and then it comes off mm-hmm. on the sides or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to think. I'm like, what the fuck did they have like extra of to make it? Poof. I'm telling They probably just dropped a mento, mento in soda. Like... I, it's crazy. Also, we never actually saw the explosion happen. So no, you just magic. hear it. You yeah. hear it. Yeah, and then and then cut to the top of the thing has like tulipped or whatever, you know. And that should just be your project. Look, I made it and I fucked yeah, up. I made it. It erupted. Here you go. Yeah, I, I learned. <laughs> Nailed it. I learned. I, I put too much. <laughs> I don't know how to read directions. Yeah, so, so Ruthie's whole deal in this episode is just like she's buried under the weight of homework, which I don't actually think has anything to do with anything other no. than it helps serve Lucy's point at the end of the episode when she does her sermon. Yeah. Right. It's just another thing that that Lucy can point to as like, oh, we see how we've lost Sundays. Yeah. We're getting there. How we lost Sundays. <laughs> so, OK, we have to talk about Eric now. <laughs> oh, my God. What happened to Eric? <laughs> Yo, you want to know? Yeah. Lover, can you hear me? I think you're going to like it. It's not what you think. You know, if you've been hanging out in your office writing smut instead of your comeback sermon, like I thought, I'm going to be really, really upset with you. Okay. You think she'll like it? Maybe. Did you like it? Yeah. But I think maybe you should tone it down just a little. And why is that? I just think that when you do go back to church, you might... The church might... Some people might think it's kind of what Andy said. I was using the physical relationship between the hero and the heroine as a parallel to the spiritual relationship between man and God. I miss that. (laughs) Well, it can be read on many different levels, but the subtext of the title, Lover, Can You Hear Me, is, can God hear us? You know, as in prayer. I guess I read it the other way. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I read it the other way. Eric has basically written a religious Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> You've written smut. He's written fan fiction about the Bible as Fifty Shades of Grey. But dude, <laughs> you and I have discussed how he has written novels like Stephen Collins. Oh, right, right, right. Has written novels. And are they smut? Well, they're kind of like romancy. Yeah. Like one of them, if I'm not mistaken, if I did, if I remember, God, this was years ago now. If I remember correctly, one of them has like a murder mystery component to it or like a thriller type of component to it. But it's very much like there's like a half naked lady on the cover. You know what I mean? Like in a shadow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking funny to me that he wrote a fucking novel. I know. And then the best is like later on, like Lucy comes into the room to like, try to get Kevin to come out with her, like, go stalk Roxanne and Chandler. Is the game over yet? It's halftime. Please, not in front of everyone. No, no, it's, it's perfectly okay. Tried to kiss her. I, I'm glad you're so in love. Physical attraction is an important part of relationships. Gag. What? It's from his book. What book? The book he wrote. Uh, well, it's a novel. Well, more of a novella, really. I'd like to read it. You're not old enough. What does that mean? You really think it's that racy? Yes. I had no idea. (laughs) So why isn't she old enough? How did you have no idea when two seconds ago you were explaining how the physical relationship between the man and the woman was meant to be an allegory for the relationship between man and God? Like, how do you not know that you've written a sexual story? That apparently Annie loves, by the way. She goes, we we basically see all but her like taking her pants off in bed. Like, (laughs) like basically. She's doing laundry. (laughs) She's folding the clothes and then she can't stop reading it. Reading it and it's like juicy and she's loving it. And like, thank God it wasn't like an SNL skit where they show like, oh man, when Fifty Shades of Grey was out, like all the women were like in bathtubs selling the kids like, no, we're busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what SNL, what it would do with this. (laughs) Like, it's so funny. I mean, he's, it's, it, it, I can't get over like he's written a Fifty Shades of Grey level fanfic on the Bible. <laughs> like, that's what Eric has done. And he calls it a novella. <laughs> like, uh, right when he said novella, in my natural response, am I telenovela? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, right? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, what I do like, though, is that he's writing a comeback sermon like he is doing that yeah he's just done it in like there's no way he's gonna read that thing at church that thing is like a thousand pages like just it's it's not something you sermon you know what yeah. i'm saying like maybe you print it and then you pass it out or something i don't know i swear when annie walks into the living room with the smut book um what is it, what's it called the lover's kiss or something Lover, can you hear me? Oh, lover, can you hear me? But like, I swear that book looked like half that size. And then whenever she's reading it in her in her room (laughs) with ironing with ironing, it's like a hundred pages more. It's it's like well binded too, like compared to before. I'm like, what the fuck happened to this book? Funny. And also, when did he write this book? Seriously, like. Two From like weeks, thanks- two weeks ago, he was helping suicide Carl. Uh, dude, you're forgetting. You know, after Thanksgiving, <sighs> he had a true. lot of time on his. It's end. true. It's true. He wasn't working or anything. No. And when did Kevin read it? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> when did anyone read it? Like- Annie finished it in a day. Oh my god, you're right. 
This is insane. Not even a full day, like couple hours. Yeah, yeah, half a day. Between church and like evening, she nailed it. Oh, I really. Oh, and apparently she caught exactly what Eric was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she, of course, that's his wife. Yeah, yeah. she gets it 100%. Where Kevin's like, now you guys are yeah, just horny little that. bits. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I love that Kevin gets to be on the show and be the guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that now there's a voice on the show who can sort of like break the fourth wall a little bit yeah. and sort of like bring the bring these characters who are so in snow globe heaven, like yeah. into reality of like people might have a problem with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not all rainbows and candy. No. <laughs> like Yeah, it's really cute. Um so so then I feel like, did we cover everyone except Lucy, basically? Is that where we are? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. So let's sort of wrap, bring it on home for Lucy. So after she's basically gotten really pissed about Chandler and Roxanne and their budding romance or whatever, she has this, like, come to Jesus moment. That That's what you were talking about when they're sitting in the church pews. Because yeah. she, so after the scene where she, where she and Kevin and Eric talk about the book, she then leaves, right? Yeah. And she ends up at church and um, Kevin comes and finds her there. And she has had some time to like reflect and have, have some like thoughts and stuff. And she recognizes that all of this jealousy and anger and like whatever towards Roxanne and Chandler is a little misplaced because And it's not that she doesn't feel those things, but it's like she she's recognizing that it's not fair and it's like they're not right feelings yeah. to have towards these people who have done nothing to make her feel this way yeah. other than exist, I guess, you know? Yeah. So, and she's sort of like talking through that stuff with Kevin and, um, and she's like, I don't know why I feel this way. Like I'm mad at Chandler because he's sort of taken over for my dad. And I always thought that was going to be me, you know, standing mm-hmm. up there, like passing, like my dad would pass the baton to me, whatever. And now he's coming in and he's doing a great job. And like, where does, where does that leave me? Whatever. And then, and she never really can quite explain the Roxanne of it all. Yeah. But other than just the same bullshit, which is like, you know, she's pretty and like you spend all this time with her and blah, blah, blah. And so Kevin's like, okay, but like, you know, we just need to worry about ourselves, like focus on us and like the things that you can do, what it can control, whatever. So then, and then that's when Chandler and Roxanne walk in all just disheveled. And that's when Roxanne's like bolts leaving Chandler there. So rock. So Lucy sort of like confronts Chandler in a way, like we, we can play the clip. I never really believed in love at first sight, but you aren't in love. Loose. This is all your fault. You brought home that... Uh, surely you don't really believe that Roxanne is whatever it is you're going to say. Yes, no, I doesn't. do. And you think that you should be up there preaching. I could do just as good a job as you're doing, hot pants. Ah, well, be my guest. Tonight's service is at 7. What service? Your father asked that we resume Sunday evening services. I'll see you tonight. Uh, behind the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, it's, when you hear Lucy having that come to Jesus moment in church Mm -hmm. and admitting all her, whether it's false or whatever, but she's, she's actually being vulnerable and truthful about her emotions. And then the moment that they come inside, she turns into a crazy bitch. Mm -hmm. She's just mean and she's rude and she's, 
She she was about to call Roxanne a whore if Kevin didn't like shut her mouth. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, dude, you're in your father's church, as you so call it. And yet you're here just spouting hate. Like, what's wrong with you? I know. You were having a come to Jesus moment like 30 seconds ago. She's so frustrating. And, And that's okay. This is the problem, right? Like, if this was a better show, right, we would, I think, I think they would have allowed her to have these flaws and we could still root for her because because they could have written Lucy as this character who's like deeply flawed but and her heart like you know you know how you know how it's like how when you root for anti-heroes on tv these days or whatever it's like it's like you can see clearly their own flaws where they can't see it themselves but it's like and so but but they're your guy so it's like you know, it's like you see it, but you're there for the journey kind yeah. of thing, whatever. The problem is, it's like, we don't get that with Lucy. All no. we see is just her being obnoxious and petty and mean and hateful. Yeah. And like, nothing is then following it up to go like, oh, th- this is her flaw, but like, we know who she is underneath or or yeah. or, or to see where it's coming from really like in her soul, you know, like there's no backstory here. There's nothing. It's just a series of events of Lucy being obnoxious and frustrating and mean and stupid where, you know, you pile enough of those up and we're just like, fuck Lucy, man. Like, it's like, it's hard to care or root for somebody who just consistently shows you shit. Yeah. And you're going to be a minister. I don't, I don't want to listen to you. Yeah. After like seeing all this, like, I don't give a fuck what you have to say, but of course, what do they do? They're going to end up giving her a great, whatever sermon not great but but we'll talk about this though so so then she goes oh okay i guess i'll do the sermon and then she immediately is like i don't know what to talk about i'm not ready it's like bitch you better be like you you have so much shit to spout constantly you mean you have nothing to say now now that you have a pulpit to stand on like so then she's like i don't know i don't know and then she comes up with this i'm sorry completely bullshit sermon yeah like the first half of it is just her rambling on and on about like 52 sundays no that that stuff is starting to get when it got got good but like it starts off like oh sundays used to be a day for walking in the park and chilling with the fam and like reading a book or reflecting or meditating or whatever and i'm like what the fuck? What are you talking about Sundays? <laughs> like, yeah. like all, first of all, also like talk to your, like say it to yourself because mm-hmm. you're the one who just wasted your Sunday being petty and jealous and stupid. Okay. Yep. But like, it's my, I guess my, the point I'm trying to make is like, they, it's all contrived. Like, for five, for five and a half years, we've, or six and a half years, like it's been fine. And all of a sudden it, She's she's realizing whatever happened to Sundays, man. Like Ruthie's yeah. got homework to do. Mom's doing laundry. Everyone's busy. Like, yeah, dude, that's life. Like yeah. that is life. You never had a Sunday when you would just chill and yeah. do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like so contrived. But that's the premise is like whatever happened to Sundays. And then it kind of sort of saves itself towards the end when she starts talking about like you know the there's 52 opportunities in a year blah 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 yeah. I'll, I'll i'll play that part of it sunday is the day we catch up on our work and our homework because there's so much work and so much homework there's no time to do it 
We work seven days a week, or at least are on the go, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. And yet we wonder why children grow up so fast, why people need drugs to relax, why they need human contact, even if it's in the form of inappropriate, unfulfilling sex. Who's wondering that? Right. I'll resume. Could it be because we've lost 52 opportunities a year to rest and reflect and or visit our friends and loved ones? I've lost 1,040 plus days in my life because Sunday is no longer Sunday. Bitch, Sunday's a day of the week. And tired and irritable, and I feel as if I have no time to do the things I need to do and never have the time to do the things I want to do. And I'm just turning 21. How am I going to feel when I'm my dad's age? How are all of us going to feel when I'm my dad's age? Yet I fear we've lost our Sundays forever unless we make an effort to reclaim them. And in losing our Sundays, we're losing a lot more. We're losing ourselves. So, okay, in listening back to it now, I guess in the moment I was a little bit more enamored by it. (laughs) I guess my problem with this sermon is like, it comes out of nowhere. It has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that like, she spends the whole episode trying to get people to like go out with her and they're all too busy, right? Like Annie's too busy doing housework. Ruthie's too busy doing homework. Eric and Kevin are too busy watching the game. Simon's too busy trying to have sex, like whatever. And like, so, so that's all she can come up with for a sermon then. You know what I mean? And then, so she tries to like make it worth it by making it this life lesson of like, you know, we're losing ourselves because like we're all stressed and like, where did Sunday go? And it's like, bitch, it's a day of the week. Like any other, like, what are you talking about? You know, it's a little like, what? Um, you can't have to, to come to Jesus. <laughs> like she doesn't, she moments. hasn't earned them. No, exactly. Yeah. You can't have two in one episode. And I don't believe you when you have two in one episode. I know. Because you you had a come to Jesus moment and you fucking threw it all away the moment your enemy mm-hmm. comes up in front of you when they're really not they're not no at I all. know but like in no, Lucy's I know. world I know they're the devil uh, just appear in in church and then now again she's just talking about how Sundays are ruined because I we're losing ourselves and and then Chandler's like great sermon cut to no one's in the church right. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been you know maybe that that sermon could have worked if lucy didn't deliver that bullshit i don't know well, i also maybe. i also love the idea that like because chandler says like eric asked the church to reinstitute sunday night sermons yeah and then and then annie's like are you gonna come to this one at least like your daughter's performing her first sermon and he's like we're doing sunday night sermons <laughs> Yeah. And she goes, yeah, you asked them to. He's like, I'm surprised there's enough of a want for it. <laughs> like he was totally trying to like gaslight Chandler into yeah. doing a Sunday night sermon. <laughs> and it totally did. backfired because cut two, she gives the sermon. He's standing at the door of the church yeah. and he like looks up to God. What did we say? Yeah. I'm back in, right? Yeah. He goes, okay, you got me. I'm on my knees. Yeah. Like show me the way or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> 
Like, so he doesn't say I'm back in, but like very much close yeah. to that. You got me on my knees. I'm listening. Yeah. And then, he's and then, and then he bounces and like, then like you hear the door. So everyone turns and he's gone like a ghost. But like, Annie, Annie knows. Annie knows. And she looks up and she's like, thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got my husband back. <laughs> she basically says he's back. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So that's the episode. <laughs> no other observations? Um, we can play the clip of Eric and Annie talking to Cecilia's dad about Simon and Cecilia's insane plan. Because he comes over because he chases them to the Camden house. Oh, yeah. And he's like, knock, knock, knock. At least they asked. Yes, at least they asked. We weren't exactly asking. But you were coming to us to discuss it. Yes, we were doing that. Did I mention you're fired? I just assumed. May I say that we like your daughter? Well, I don't like your son, and I don't ever want him out with my daughter again. Dad, this isn't all his fault. This is my fault, too. You're fired, too. Look, (laughs) Simon, Cecilia, I think maybe the best way to uh, have handled this would have been for each of you to go to your respective parents alone and discuss this, because... I really don't know Cecilia well enough to know if she's ready for that kind of relationship, but I do know my son well enough to know that he isn't ready for that kind of relationship. And what if I disagreed with the two of you? What if Cecilia disagreed with the two of them? Then I still would have come over here intending to clobber you, and you still could not continue seeing my daughter. I knew we should have waited for your mother. What I was going to say is that, you know, this might not have been the ideal way to handle this. Now that we've all gotten together, maybe we can just discuss it openly and honestly. If you think that we're going to sit here and discuss my daughter's sex life, which she isn't going to have until she's married, you're crazy. I want you to keep your son away from her. No, preacher's son. I should have known. Hey, pal. Just had a double bypass. (laughs) <laughs> just had a double bypass. I just it's so hard for me to care about these two idiots wanting to have sex. Like I know, take me back to Virgin Camden. Thank you. When they called him that. I know I'm such an asshole, but like it's still a funny scene. He's like, you know what they called me today at school? Virgin Camden. Is that so bad? <laughs> and he just like bangs his head on the table. It's the greatest. Um yeah, I just, I don't know. I wonder if this is going to come back. Like, are they going to have sex without telling anyone? Is it going to be a big deal? I don't know. We did always say Simon would be the first one. I know. I mean, technically Matt is, but like. Yeah, like the one to yeah, like break the Yeah, the one rules. to, right, yeah. And Matt didn't wait. I mean, he waited for marriage, so. Yeah, bro. Um, Happened real quick. Real quick. <laughs> but he waited. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. I don't know. You think Mary's having sex? Probably. If she's away from... She's yeah. definitely having sex in Florida, right? Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, There's no way she's not. It's Florida. It's <laughs> Miami. You know, it's Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know about Fort Lauderdale. Is that also a party town? You know, I have no idea. She's also a flight attendant. She's like in a different city every night. She's probably doing one night stands all over this world. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she stopped dating the pilot, apparently. Oh, that's true. I wish I wish Smith. No, Jack Smith. Jack Smith. Close. Yeah. John Smith wouldn't. Yeah. That's too Pocahontas. That's Pocahontas. (laughs) Savages. Savages. Okay. 
Um, yeah. I think any other SJ observations? No. Okay, let's rate it. Mm, oh, shit. Two oh, thumbs shit. down. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this is a very sexual episode. And Did you not notice? fun. Yeah, but like lots of like sexy shit, like Chandler and Roxanne, Cecilia and Simon, Eric's book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like lots of like steaminess happening. But mm, false plot. A little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to like figure out if it raises it to a thumb up for me, but I, no, it doesn't. It's still a thumbs down. You know what? And I'll be honest with you. I know I've already given a thumbs up to some episode in this season or two thumbs up to some episode in this season, but like I'm, I'm going to go on record and say that I'm not giving any more thumbs up one or two until this bullshit between Lucy and Roxanne is resolved. Okay. Until if Lucy is still like nemma to Roxanne, you're not getting any thumbs up from me. Oh, that's good. That's that's a fucking benchmark right there. That's a milestone y'all can look forward to. Seventh Heaven. Just saying. Think about it. <laughs> bad. Too bad we weren't around when oh, Seventh Heaven. Honey, was I would have written fifty strong worded letters. Fifty. Fifty. Strongly worded letters, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> no, I just, I'm like, oh yeah, 50 interesting numbers. Oh, I know. <laughs> Freudian. <laughs> Could have said 69, then we'd be in real trouble. <laughs> um, okay, so, as always, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes, or Stitcher, or Pod, whatever the hell you get your podcasts on, all of the things. Um, if you leave us a review, we will read it. <laughs> you can find us at for heaven's sake pod. That's the number four heaven's sake pod. All one word on all the social media places. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Tumblr, honey. That's Patreon. If you want to subscribe and become a heaven head, that's patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod. That's also Instagram. I didn't mention that one. <laughs> Instagram. Um, you can send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com where you can send us your thoughts, your comments. If you have anything to say about the debacle that is Lucy and Roxanne or listen, if anyone out there is like loving this Lucy Roxanne drama, let us know. Tell us what you're getting out of it because maybe we're missing something. Maybe we're not looking at it through the right lens. You know, I don't know. Maybe. Um, like I'm, we're open is what I'm saying. That inbox is open. (laughs) Slide into my DMs. Actually, don't. Um, (laughs) Lord. I'm going to get myself in so much trouble on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I'm like this close to just revealing the address. (laughs) Let's not. And say we didn't. Um, Did I say all the things? I think you did. Okay. Bye. Bye.